ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತಿಯ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಸಚ್ಚಿದಾನಂದಯ ವಿಶ್ವೋತ್ಪತ್ತಿ ಹೇತವೇ ತಾಪತ್ರಯ ವಿನಾಶಾಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ವಯಂ ನುಮಃ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ವಯಂ ನುಮಃ ವಸುದೇವಸುತ ಕಂಸಚಾಣೂರಮರ್ಧನ ದೇವಕೀ ಪರಮಂದ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಮೂಕಿ ವಾಚಾಲಂ ಪಂಘುಂ ಲಂಘಯತೆ ಗಿರಿ ಯತ್ಕೃಪಾತಮಹಂ ವಂದೇ ಪರಮಂದಮಾಧವ ಪರಮಂದಮಾಧವ ಓಮೇ ಮನಸಿ ಪ್ರತಿಷ್ಠಿ ಮನೋ ಮೇ ವಾಚಿ ಪ್ರತಿಷ್ಠಿ ಆವಿರೀರ್ಮೇಧೀ ವೇದಸ್ಯಮಸ್ತ್ರುತ ಮೇ ಮಾಪ್ರಹಸೀ ಅನೇನಾಧೀತೇನ ಅಹೋರಾತ್ರನ್ ಸಂದಧಾಮೀ ಹೃದಯ ವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ಸತ್ಯಂ ವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ತನ್ಮಾವತು ತದ ವಕ್ತಾರಮವತು ಅವತು ಮಾಂ ಅವತು ವಕ್ತಾರಮವತು ವಕ್ತಾರಂ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂ ಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೌ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತೌ ಪುನಃ ಪುನಃ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಗೋವಿಂದ ಹರೇ ಮುರಾರೆ ಹೇ ನಾಥ ನಾರಾಯಣ ವಾಸುದೇವಾ ಜಿಹ್ವೇಪಿ ಬಸ್ವಾಮೃತೇತದೇವ ಗೋವಿಂದ ದಾಮೋದರ ಮಾಧವೇತಿ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹೇ ಯಾದವ ಹೇ ಸಖೇತಿ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹೇ ಯಾದವ ಹೇ ಸಖೇತಿ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹೇ ಯಾದವ ಹೇ ಸಖೇತಿ ಸೊ ವಿವರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಇಲೆವೆಂತ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ಆರ್ ಲೆವೆಂತ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಭಗವಾನುವಾಚ ಅಶೋಚಾನನ್ವಶೋಚಸ್ವ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾವಾದಾಂಶಸೆ ಗತಾಸೂನಗತಾಸೂಂಶೋಚಂತಿ ಪಂಡಿತ ಸೊ ಇನ್ ರೆಸ್ಪಾನ್ಸ್ ಟು ವಾಟ್ ಅರ್ಜುನ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಆಫ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಗೇವ್ ಟು ಇಮಿಡಿಯೇಟ್ ಶಾಕ್ ಟ್ರೀಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಟು ಅರ್ಜುನ್ ದಟ್ ಯು ನ
Bhagwan starts his statement of giving knowledge to Arjun here. The first, first statement itself of Bhagwan is so deep and profound on that, you know, in the first statement itself, actually, he's giving the whole logic why you should not have been doing what you did in the whole of first chapter, crying like, you know, and, and grieving upon your relatives, Bhishma, Drona, and all those people. Why? Now, the way Vedant works is, Vedant works in a particular manner. It will give you first one promise statement or pledge statement. It's called Pratigna. Okay? So the first shlok, 11 number shlok is Pratigna. What Bhagwan is giving, why he should not be grieving. The second shloka is actually called Hetu. The reason of the why he has given the pledge, why you should not do what he, he told you in the last shloka, that's Hetu. That reason is in the shlok number 12th. And then he will follow that with something called Drishtant. Drishtant is called example. Now to make any student understand, you have to first give him the actual logic. That logic you have to give why, you know, you have said what you have said, the reason behind why you should not act like that as a reason, Hetu. And then for a student, to, for that student to understand it well, you have to definitely support that with an example. This is how whole Upanishad goes like that. So you should read this shloka like that. The 11th shloka is the pledge statement of Bhagwan, what he wants to say. The 12th is actually the reason why he's saying that. And 13 is going to be an example why he should be doing like that. So Bhagwan uses in the, in the, in the shloka, Ashochan Anvashochastvam. Arjun, what's wrong with you? You are grieving on those people who ought not to be grieved upon. That means Ashochan Anvashochastvam. You should not be grieving upon them. The reason and all, I'll come back to that point. And, and he says, First, you are grieving on those people who you should not be grieving upon. And then you are doing what? Pragna vadamscha bhasha se. You are talking like the most intellectual man available on the earth. What are you doing? You are talking like the most intelligent man and you are grieving upon those who don't need to be grieved upon at all. Who ought not to be grieved upon. Then he uses in the next line, Gatasun, agatasunscha. Gatasun means those people who have lost their lives. Asun means prana. So the word it's like gata asun. Gata asun means for those people who have lost their lives. Their life has gone. Prana is gone. So it's called gata asun. A gata asun. And those people who are yet living. Whose prana is not gone means who are not dead. Who are living right now. A gata asun. Na anu shochanti panditaha. A wise man, an intellectual man doesn't grieve upon either of them. See, when we talk about shok or sorrow, the shok is only for two, two people. Either the people who are gone or the people who are living. Okay? It's true. Sorrow is always for that. What, why is the sorrow for the people who are gone? Oh, I could have done something to save them, protect them. I could have been better in my life. There are many reasons for sorrow. Or, you know, maybe probably they could have lived a little longer. There are many kinds of sorrows which are there for the people who are gone. And for the people who are here, why do you have a sorrow? Worry. <laughs> Worry. Probably he or she could have been better than what they are today. Coming in many times, parents say, if, if the child is not good at studies and all, so there, there is a statement which many parents say, I don't know what is this guy going to do afterwards. After, you know, after we go, what is going to happen to his or her life? 
so we are worried for their future for the people who are living so the now there is not a third thing on which you can sorrow think over it sorrow can only be for these two either the people who are who have gone or the people who are living now when you see here here bhagwan is talking about prana for the people who have lost life or the people who are living because arjun's grief is about bhishma drona and all the other people he is talking about but if i take the extract of spirituality in a little bit you just see here the even you relate that to things also the things we want to possess or the things we have lost okay sorrow is always for the thing either which is there we have lost already or the thing which is in our hand oh i do not know how long i will be able to have that thing with me so you can relate that to people also you can relate that to thing also when i say thing you know there are many things which we talk about in life it goes for even the post we have i told you about the google layoff example in the last session only okay the post the kind of setup i have in the society the kind of name i have got in the society the kind of wealth i have got you can relate it to anything even the worry for wealth is either for the wealth which is gone or the wealth which is there to protect that it doesn't go you talk about anything in this world the sorrow is only for two things either the thing which is gone because it's why i don't know why it went i tried my best to save it but it still went away whether you talk about now the situation happening with adani or whatever xyz either things will go or things will remain you try to run after them but see the thing the point in life is very clear the grief or sorrow is only for two things two things or people you call about people or things which are gone or the people or things which are there so that it doesn't end up going because we have our liking attached to it we have made an impression in our life that this is what is required for our happiness you see even a relation which you call sambandh when a relation starts giving you sorrow you want to end that relationship why because we are focused on our happiness so i'll give you one example which pooja gurudev and pooja guruji gives they say that you know people marry also for happiness people divorce also for happiness it's a truth of life why because that started hindering my happiness the moment something starts hindering my happiness the first thing i want is move away why because for everyone their happiness is the first subject you know there are some vedantic declarations which i will tell you as we move along will bhagwan will also say but the truth of life is little bit different than what we have understood till now now the point we need to understand is these kind of things bhagwan says na anushochanti panditaha who is a pandit according to bhagwan or who is an intellectual according to bhagwan now this is the definition bhagwan gives what we have understood as people with intellect or intellectual people or we have these debates going on what we call it in hindi buddhi jeevi you know this is a word which we keep hearing that there is an intellectual debate going on in the news channel or things but when you see them we don't see any intellect in those people at all the way they are discussing because they are only proving their point see listen to me very carefully here proving a point 
is very different than understanding the truth. When you move away from proving a point, then only you will make yourself available to understand the truth. Sometimes when the proving a point is so heavy on our intellect, we are blocking our intellect to grasp the truth. Because I want to live with my opinion. And the moment somebody starts cutting my opinion, I'll start fighting. I'll start debating. Because I have already formed it and I have made sure that, you know, nobody, you know, changes this opinion at all. So, you know, intellectual Bhagwan says here, the definition of intellectual is not a degree, is not a position. He says, I will call Pandit only that person who don't grieve upon the things or people who are here and the, pe the things or people who have gone. So, sir, isn't that almost impossible? It is not impossible. You said that sorrow is like people. Hmm. Now, my happiness will depend on someone's existence. For example, there is a special person in my life like, like my mom. If she's there, her yeah. life, just if she's living, that impacts my happiness. Definitely. Now, just hold your question because it's getting recorded. I'll answer your question at the end of the class. Okay. Because there's a recording which goes on podcast. Okay. So that's why. I'll answer your question. Very good question though. So, you know, Bhagwan is saying, you know, I will call a Pandit or an intellectual only that person who doesn't na anushochanti, who on the Gatasun also, a Gatasun also. He doesn't have sorrow at all. So then a logical question may come into our mind. Maybe he is a person who has never come across a sorrow. Right? There could be people like that. He doesn't and grieve because he doesn't, he has not come across a situation where he has to do a sorrow. Or the other three conditions which we may grasp from this shloka which I brought out last time. I am bringing it up again here. That you know a person is stone hearted. He doesn't bother about anyone. That person also doesn't grieve on the people living or gone also. There are, there are people like that. There is also one example. The second kind of people is that there are some people who are indifferent to anything in life, anything in the world. Unless and until it hits them, they are indifferent. If it's something hits them directly, they'll start you know, reacting to that. So there are people who are indifferent also. The third kind of people who are actually, who don't grieve upon those people is that, you know, Oh, he is extremely selfish. Nothing bothers him. If it impacts me, it's okay. Otherwise, get lost. I don't care. There are people like that. So maybe is Bhagwan talking about such person? Bhagwan can't call such people as, as you know, Pandit here. Right? So yes, when you see a person with knowledge or, you know, Atma Jnani, you will see that there are portions which match with a person who is selfish also. Jnani is also indifferent. But remember, huh? he is not cruel hearted at all. Jnani is not cruel hearted at all. Why? Because for a Jnani, actually, everything in this world matters. He feels for the people around. He feels for the world around him. So it cannot be like that that Bhagwan is calling an indifferent person, a selfish person, or a person who is so oh, cruel at heart, stone-hearted at heart, Bhagwan can't be qualifying here for a Pandit. So, you know, but yes, when a Jnani becomes a Jnani, yes, that thing happens that he has got indifference. But remember, huh? as far as and as long as you are living in this body, as far as and as long as you are living in this body, you cannot avoid, you know, feeling for people. That's the part and parcel of this body. 
you will feel for your people you will feel for worry for all those things then what is he talking about here the meaning here is that while externally in your behavior i'm using the word again huh? externally in your behavior you may feel for the people you may help people you may let people grow also but inside your head you are completely free pujya gurudev used one word here pujya gurudev swami chinmayanand ji used one word here it's called relationless relationship amma is nodding that she must have heard it from pujya gurudev it's called relationless relationship you have a relation at a level of your body at the level of your or you know role what you are playing you have a relation for example one example i can give you straight away here is that you see you know cinemas the actors you know become husband and wife with so many different different people but they after the film they don't run after that person unless and until they have something to do with that person they will not because they understand it very well it's a role in the same way in our role an atmagyani bhagwan is talking about here he acts very well he will be the most concerned you see but internally he is not impacted at all because then then i'll go to the bhashya now what he is explaining here bhagwan shankaracharya explains here na shochya shochya he'll pick up every word to explain they those people who ought not to be grieved upon are called as ashochya here in this shloka he says who are who is bhagwan referring to bhishma drona adaya bhishma drona etc on which arjun has cried before then a natural question should come why do you think i should not grieve upon bhishma and drona and all these people then he uses two words here which we need to understand he says sad vrittatvad arjun what's wrong with you you see their life how they have lived their life they had lived such a beautiful life they have lived a life of proper and good character they have li- lived a life of punya they have done so many merits in their life why do you think they will go down from where they are they are eligible for getting promoted to the next level so the we meaning here sadvrtatva is that you know they are going to get a better life after this if somebody is going to get a promotion along with transfer why should you grieve upon that person moving out this is what i'm using here because those were the words we can easily understand in the world are this man is going to get a promotional transfer why are you grieving on him because his life has been always good character he's always done good thought good about everyone only one place where bhishma also knew that he did a mistake was the amba ambalika one where he kidnapped and that episode haunted bhishma for a long period of time by the way when he, he you know kidnapped her and she said i am already in love with you know shalva king of shalva i want to marry him so bhishma said go when she went there shalva said i am sorry you have been kidnapped by someone i will not accept you now she came back now vichitra virya for whose marriage bhishma kidnapped her also the other two also amba ambika and ambalika vichitra virya said she has somebody else in her heart how can i marry her he also refused to marry so now amba said you know nothing doing you kidnap me you marry me now bhishma said i am sorry i am bound by my vow 
So if you were bound by your vow, you should not have kidnapped. You knew that this thing can happen, right? Now I don't care you marry me. Bhishma said, I cannot do it. I am bound by my vow which has already been given, the promise I have given. She went, she decided that she, she went back. She went to many rishis. This she said, you know, kill Bhishma. She went to many kings. He said, what are you talking about? It's Bhishma Pitama. He's not a normal man. We cannot kill him. So they said, who should I go to punish Bhishma Pitama? He said, the only person who can punish Bhishma Pitama is Parishuramji, who taught Bhishma Pitama the whole, uh, you know, a war, a warfare and all those things. So she went to Parishuramji. Parishuramji said, what happened? Parishuramji listened to the whole story of Hamba. And he also felt, now you see, I'm using the word he also felt. He also felt there was wrong on the part of Bhishma. He went to Bhishma and said, you know, I also feel Amba is right. You should marry her. Bhishma said, what are you talking about? I can't. I'm explaining you, I cannot. She said, then you should not have kidnapped her. So he said, you know, nothing can happen. So he said, because I have given a word to that, that girl, Amba, Parashuram said, I challenge you to fight with me. Bhishma Pitama and Parashuramji fought a battle for many, many days. You read Mahabharata, so, so clearly mentioned. They fought for many, many days. Devatas had to come and intervene. Said, what are you doing? Both of you, Parashuramji is Parashuramji, Bhishma Pitama is Bhishma Pitama. The war will continue, it will never end. And you know, they said, you know, leave it, leave that part. At that time, Parashuramji took a vow that now I take a vow that I will not train any Kshatriya ever in my life. I only teach Brahmanas. That is how Dronacharya became the Shishya of Parshuramji. You know, Mahabharata itself in it is so beautiful. So that's the only mistake in the life of Bhishma Pitama, which he apologized. He said, tell me what I could do except marrying you. I am ready to take care of you, but I cannot marry you. She refused. Then she went back, did a tapas, born as Shikhandi, and she came to kill Bhishma Vitama. See how the thing goes. You know, the hatred also, when we keep in the heart, it is a problem for us only. Because sometime or the other, we will only have to come back to, you know, take care of that. That's the problem. I'm telling you honestly. Raga and Dvesha, trust me, both of them are a big problem in itself. Rag is not such a problem as the problem Dvesha is. Because... Rag will be there unless and until it's a thievery rag, but it's not a very strong, strong attachment. It won't go traverse from lives to lives. But Dvesha, sorry, it remains with us forever. Imagine many people cannot sleep because of their Dvesha. And whenever somebody comes in, they wake up, oh, I'm so angry and all those things. You see, and there are so many movies made on this that life after life, generation after generation, somebody has kept the enmity. What a waste of life it is. You could grow so easily. Why you have to keep enmity like that? Life after life to be born only to just fight that out. So, you know, here he says Bhishma Drona, both of them, Adaya means other people also, their life has been so good, so they cannot fall back from a human life to a down life. They will only grow. So, because of that reason, they don't need to be grieved upon. The first reason he gives. Then he gives the next reason, Paramartha Rupenacha Nityatvad. Now, this is a point we need to understand. In the actual form, in the actual form, in the true form, none of us are going to lose ourselves ever. 
I'm using the word ourselves. Eh? I'm not talking about the body. Body is only an identification of us. It's only an address. It's a home for us. Like home is not permanent. In the same way, body is not permanent for any jiva. So, because jiva transfers from one body to another body, trans tra tra travels from one life to another life, so that's why there is one term which is attached to it. It's called pravahi nitya. It's a floating reality. Okay? Pravahi nitya means it keeps flowing from one body to another, another body to another. I do not know how many lives we have been moving on. So, because in the truth form, in the actual form, Paramartha Rupen, in the supreme truth form, we are all Pravahi Nitya, there is no end to us. So then, because of these two reasons, they ought not to be grieved upon. That's what he's saying here. He says, Tan Ashochan Anvashocha, and you are grieving upon those people who ought not to be grieved upon. And what are you doing? Anish Anushochitavan Asite. Mriyante man nihitam aham taihi vinabhuta kim karishyami rajya sukhadi naiti. And you are talking and crying like a kid and saying, they are going to die from my hand. This is what Arjun used in the, in the first chapter. They are all going to die from my hand. And what will I do living here and enjoying this happiness and kingdom without them? This is the logic he gave in the first chapter. So, since in the Sadrupatvad, because they have done good deeds in their life, they are not going to go down, they are only going to get promoted into a better life. And also in the truth form, we are all a Pravahi Nitya, we are all a floating reality. So, there nobody dies. I will use one word here. Uh, again, Pooja Gurudev Swami Chinmayananji. Everybody dies, nobody dies. Understood? Every, I'm using, see, it's written together, but I'm using it separately for a purpose. Every body dies, but nobody dies. That's the statement that Bhagavan is giving here. That's the point here. He's saying, and then what are you doing? You are grieving upon people who ought not to be grieved upon. Tvam pragnyavadan. And you are talking as if you're the most intellectual person available with all understanding of spiritual matters in this world. You are debating with me, giving me arguments after argument, why you are right and we should not fight. You have given me enough logics behind it, Arjun, in the first chapter. What are you doing? You are talking as if you are the most intellectual man available. Pragnavatam, buddhimatam vadan. Pragnavan, as he means, means the one who has got a lot of memory and intellect. Okay? So actually, there is a point which I will use here. Memory and intellect. Is, is a point which we keep looking at people. What will happen with memory and intellect? You can remember many things. There is a good side to it also, there is a bad side to it also. The one who is, has got very good memory, na, there is a problem if he, if he or she doesn't take care, na, he'll pick up every wrong things and also deposit here in the memory. I told you in one of the session. The problem is, we have been taught well to keep storing things in the memory but we have not been taught how to delete it from our memory. And what happens when the good things come, our intellect returns an error, sorry, not enough memory available to store file. It's gone, done. Because nobody taught us anywhere how to delete things. Actually, bad things are not supposed to be kept also. Even if people, somebody does wrong karma also towards you, See, there are two ways. 
one is that immediately react and move on the problem happens is we don't react and we keep the anger within us and it keeps boiling in us are bhai might as well react and move on it would have been so easy for you that's immaterial their reaction is right or wrong that person also would have felt that you he he or she hurt you so you reacted but the problem happens we don't react because we want to prove that we are very good very cultured and then we the problem is we keep in our mind one day i will teach that one day is a big problem because you have to store it in your memory so he says here pragnavatam buddhimatam vadan you are talking as if you are very intellectual well and your all your or arguments you are giving is like you are very educated i have studied very well and i told you last time when you talk about intellectual here one is that you know degree makes you intelligent i told you what swami shivanand ji told just because you have a degree and you know how to read and write barely makes you barely makes you what did i say literate forget about being educated and we feel what the degree certificate and all these are our education we start displaying them we start putting them we start decorating them but trust me none of them none of them is the word i'm using whether you call any stream of education in this world none of them will teach you how to manage your own sorrow how to manage your own anger you will have to come here everything we may have all of us may have degree some people are phd's double phd's also i'm not putting down but i'm telling you that's not going to teach you how to manage your life management of life is taught here that is the reason i was telling you last time that unfortunately this should come before our elementary education and school education after this if you go for work or anything or you go for family also grahast life also life becomes very easy because you know how to manage yourself the problem is managing ourselves only rest of the things to will man- get managed don't worry about that wo to kisi na kisi tarah ho hi jayega situation hi manage kar dega we are on the 11th shloka 11th shloka yes are you reading shankar bhashya no anna sir you are not reading shankar bhashya i am reading shankaracharya bhashya so he says tad etad maudyam pandityam cha viruddham atmani darshayasi unmatta eva iti abhipraya so why did he bring, bring pragya vadans cha bhasa in one person you are showing both being foolish also and intelligent also in one person only how can one person be foolish and intelligent at the same time so you are talking like a mad person unmatta eva shankaracharya says bhagwan wants to bring out you like you know you are crying like a mad person who doesn't know what he is talking also then he says adani explains yasmad gatasun which i have already explained he uses one word here gatasun i have already explained the one who's lost whose life is gone agatasun who's living right now he says na anushochanti panditah atmagyah he used one word shankaracharya to explain bhagwan uses the word pandit here for only people who know self knowledge listen to me very carefully here self knowledge knowing there is a self is different from having a firm belief there is an there is a self is different from having an experience of self many people know about god i will tell you so many people know about god but how much your belief is in god do you have an experience of god yet experience of god is different from knowing god and worshiping god remember ha huh? being devoted to god and worshiping god is only a path to experiencing god 
he is ever available omnipresent in this room also he is more available than us but it is very different than actually experiencing god experiencing god is that you know sote jagte aapko mehsoos ho ki he is with me that's the experience called god anyway so he says now he explains the word panda panda atma vishaya buddhi yesham tehi pandita and he quotes one scripture here brahadaranyakya upanishad he quotes one says panditam nirvidya he explains the word here he says who bhagwan is calling panda the one who has formed an intellect very clear intellect with you know i'll use one word here it may be new for many people it's called in sanskrit called prama 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 is a word which says when the knowledge become firm inside you and there is nothing which shakes you from that knowledge is called prama it's a firm knowledge it's called prama so he says when that subject of the self the knowledge about the self becomes your prama prama means you don't forget you know in any state of yours huh? which are the states i'll come bhagwan only will explain it that time i'll explain you that so he says one who has formed this firm intellect firm understanding of the self bhagwan is calling them pandita uh, and he says panditya nirvidya brahadaranyake upanishad quotes this is uh, quote here said you know that is the only thing which needs to be accumulated in this world in this life and says parmarthatah tu nityan ashochyan anushochasi ato mudha asi iti abhipraya because in the true true real form they are not or you know they are ever present going to be present here that's why they ought not to be grieved upon and this bhagwan is going to explain then arjun may ask you are giving me such a statement and you are calling me mudha i am not a pandit i am not intellectual i am talking like an intellectual bhagwan why they are nitya can you explain that's what bhagwan is going to explain in the next shloka which is 2.12 kutate ashochyah use the word why are they why they ought not to be grieved upon yato nityah you are saying they are all ever present what is that point that bhagwan explains in 2.12 he says natvevaham jatu nasam natvam neme janadhipa nachaiva na bhavishyamah sarve vayam atah param natvevaham jatu nasam natvam neme janadhipa nachaiva na bhavishyamah sarve vayam atah param bhagwan here picks up three kind of people here he says natu eva aham tvam ime janadipah neither you nor me nor these people who are standing here are ever going to be not there that means they are always present here present here means now i i want to tell you one thing uh, here you know we all go into one state called deep sleep okay there are three states which i'll explain you here waking dream and deep sleep okay these three states all of us are aware of or i hope so and i guess so all of us have deep sleep i don't want to say you know hope so or anything so you know waking state is the state when we 
ट्रांजैक्ट विद द वर्ल्ड ओके इट्स एन एग्जॉशन ऑफ अवर ओन कर्म फला विच वी हैव इनहेरिटेड इन द पास्ट लाइफ दस कॉल्ड वेकिंग स्टेट when where the experience is little gross i will use the word gross because we are seeing all the gross forms here then comes the second state called a dream state dream state is also a state of exhaustion of your karma phala there are certain fruits of your action which doesn't need to give you gross fruit it needs to give you subtle fruit okay matlab it's it's your action only which is going to give you fruit so you know for example there are some people they say and i'm only explaining you know dreams about it some people you know somebody is sweating in the sleep you know he's dreaming and somebody woke up thank god you woke up i was about to die where in the dream state so that means there are death like experiences also which doesn't need to be in a grosser form they come and express themselves and give us the fruit in the dream state god has created a state called dream state but remember waking dream state is not a sleeping state at all yet then there is a third state which we call deep sleep usko hum na sanskrit mein use karte hain word sushupti okay sushupti is the word to jagrat swapna sushupti okay these three states are given to everybody and what happens in sushupti can anybody explain what happens in sushupti what happens in dream, dream deep sleep state anybody all of you have experienced that eh? i'm not talking a new thing at all all of you have experienced can somebody explain deep sleep what it's happens in sleep? huh it's death like experience subconscious it's not huh sorry yeah. subconscious subconscious anybody else it's where we are at peace good point hold on to that point i'll come to that point peace is a result of that you know it's a state you know i'll use tattvabodh as a text to explain you aham kimapi na janami sukhena maya nidra anubhuyate this is the expression we come back when we come back from deep sleep na i don't know what happened i was not there this is the state we say okay but i have a feeling that i slept very well If you were not there, who felt that you slept well? See, Vedanta is a little deep science, also that way. You know, how much amount of of external work you do, how much amount of workaholic you may be, but everybody from I'm giving you an example, not as a comparison, from Mukesh Ambani to a beggar on the street, they are all working for a deep sleep in the night. let me say it very clearly because that's such a beautiful arrangement of god that irrespective of your karma irrespective of the kind of fruit of actions you are supposed to inherit or get god has given you such a proper way for you to experience peace at one state that's one state where you experience that's why i said hold on to your statement that's a state where you experience complete peace now if somebody doesn't get deep sleep for couple of days now only a person who has not got can explain it but i can explain you why because i have got people who have come to me with that people start becoming mad 
बिकॉज दैट्स द टाइम वेन यूर माइंड इंटेलेक्ट गोज इन टू अ कंप्लीट जीरो फॉर्म एंड रेस विदाउट एनी नॉलेज एट ऑल ऑल द नॉलेज ऑल्सो गोज टू स्लीप वॉट एवर यू हैव पर्सन हु इज अ पी एच डी ऑल्सो मे बी एनी एट एनी पोजिशन वेन दे गो इन टू स्लीप नथिंग एग्जिस्ट द पॉइंट कम्स विच इज विच आई वॉन्ट यू टू थिंक ओवर एट अ यू नो लेटर पॉइंट इन टाइम एन यू गो बैक वॉट हैपन्स टू द वर्ल्ड इन योर डीप स्लीप वॉट हैपन्स टू योर रिलेशन्स इन दीप स्लीप दैट मीन्स दैट मीन्स विच ब्रिंग्स एस एनदर पॉइंट वी डोंट नीड एनीथिंग टू एक्सपीरियंस पीस एंड हैप्पीनेस नो रिलेशन नो वर्ल्ड irrespective of whether we are there or not but for you i'm talking about your standpoint for me it doesn't exist at that time yes. right so that means i can experience peace and i can experience happiness without the world without the relation without the objects without anything in this world that's the kind of beautiful arrangement bhagwan has given hold on to that i'll come to that point next in the next shloka also here bhagwan says arjun natu eva never ever jatu never ever was a time when i was not there aham am tvam neither you were not there na ime janadipaha these people who are standing in front whom you are grieving upon there was never a time when they were never there that means they were ever present okay then he says na cha eva na bhavishyamah sarve vayam atah param even after this after this means after this life when we go from here there is never a point in time these people you and me will not be there that means i am also ever present that's why i said the word jiva is a pravahi nitya it's a floating reality only thing which drops here is this body but not me when now let me just come back to that point of deep sleep you know why we are not scared of deep sleep but we are scared of death because we have proved that deep sleep is only a temporary phase i am going to wake up tomorrow i am very sure about it what made it sure is our own experience and my own practice i am doing it every day since childhood so that's proven with practice and my experience that after deep sleep i will get up see whether somebody gets up or not that's a different subject i am not coming to that point but i am saying every day since i am getting up after deep sleep so i know that tomorrow also i'll get up that's why i don't fear while going to the sleep you know if i would know that there could be a possibility that i may not get up many people will hold on to the other two states i don't want to go to sleep i don't want to you know go to any other state at all that the reason why we even are relaxingly go into that sleep mode is because we know i'll get up tomorrow okay but what happens with death and it's a pratyaksha from pratyaksha means it's all our experience that deep sleep what happens to death i have heard i have heard that i am permanent and all those things but i don't know yet i don't know what i'm what is going to happen after death 
That's why since it is not our matter of our experience, it's not a matter of our practice, we always worry about death. That is the fear of death which is prevailing about everybody. And I told you in one of the sessions here only, remember, death is only notional, it's not real. That doesn't mean don't grieve in terms of your own relation. Do grieve. I'm saying, but know this fact in head very well. That they also have a journey. That's why in our, our you know, Sanatan Dharma, we pray after they leave. Why? So that they have something called Sadgati. Because we are not privy to what actions they did in their life. Whether they have earned Sadgati or not, also we do not know. Some people, though, when we see, we are worried what is going to happen to them. The kind of act some people are doing, I don't even want to talk about it. Sadgati to chodo, Durgati bhi kaha jayegi, I don't even know. So here, the only thing is that, focus on your intentional clarity, intentional purity, focus on doing good karma, leave the rest. What did you do your best and leave the rest. But we are not focused on doing our best. We start thinking about the other life and all those kind of things. Bhishma Pitama had got a very good life. Very good life. He has done everything good only in his life. Except that one thing which just happened. That also happened because of the kingdom only. His vow towards the kingdom. But otherwise, he's done very, everything very good. So, why are we worried about these things? He says, it's never going to happen that, you know, these people or you are not going to be there. Arjun, so why worry? Don't grieve upon them. So, Bhagwan gave the reason why he was talking about in the previous shloka that all the, of them doesn't ought to be grieved upon at all. Now, he gives next as an example. He gives an example, he says, Dehinosmin yatha dehe kaumaram yauvanam jara tatha dehantara praptihi dheeras tatra namuhyati Dehinosmin yatha dehe kaumaram yauvanam jara tatha dehantara praptihi dheeras tatra namuhyati Hey Arjun! Yatha asmin dehe kaumaram yauvanam jara. Like we all experience three states in our body. We have gone through childhood, kaumaram. Yauvanam, we have gone through youthhood. And jara, we may be going into old age also. Okay? So that like a person goes through these three states. But he doesn't grieve. Oh, my childhood is gone. Oh, my youthhood is gone. Some may grieve. I'm not talking about some. <laughs> I'm not coming to that point. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't mean to bring that. <laughs> I'm talking not about exceptional people here. <laughs> some may grieve. But at the end, they all come to the acceptance that, you know, grieving or non-grieving, it's going to happen, right? It has to come through. So accept the reality and move on. So he says, why we don't grieve upon that when the one stage goes from um, childhood, we come into youthhood and from youthhood, we go into old age. Why most of the people don't grieve? Because they know that I am the same. 
I am the same who was in the childhood also. I am, I means the myself. Myself is the same which was there in the childhood also. Myself is the same in the youthhood also. Myself is going to be the same in the old age also. What is going to go through transformation the is the body. And remember, whatever has come into existence, you may push whatever, but you cannot stop it going through change. And I'll use one word again, Pooja Gurudev, Swami Chinmayanji said very beautifully, change is the only changeless law of nature. It's the only changeless law of nature. Change. Nobody can stop change. Somebody may be at whichever position, somebody may be at whichever job, nothing of those things are permanent. One day, you will have to step down. And the same way goes for the body also. It's not about three stages, Bhagavan said. One day, we also have to step down from this body. That's stepping down. But yes, what happens, why we fear, we don't know what happens to us after death. Nobody has stopped by to come back and tell. Go to that, they have not stopped by. <laughs> Otherwise, we may be running saying, Bhut agya, Pred agya and all. Go to that, they have not come back. We want them to go, which is very true thing. That, you know, we don't want them to come back after dying and, you know, come back and tell us what is the experience like. God has created in this way. Then the thing is that, that is something which you cannot establish from your experience and practice. What is the proof that there is life after that? You will have to come to scriptures. Then that can be understood only from pramana. Pramana means proof. Proof of knowledge, which we call scripture. Our scriptures are actually pramana for those things which we cannot experience and practice grossly in this world. For all those things, I use the word here, alaukika vishaye vedaha pramanam. For those things, then, then I'll use one more word, laukika vishaye eva vedaha pramanam. For the things which are in the world and outside the world, ved is the only proof, document proof, to know what happens after that. So what Bhagwan says here, since the Dehina, he uses one word Dehina here. Dehina means Dehi. Dehi is the word. Huh? Dehi means the one who has the body. One who is having the body. The one who is living in the body. Remember, huh? one who is living in the body is different from the body. I never use the... Some, some people may use again. <laughs> I will not use the word. But you know, we always usually use in common parlance, my body. They don't say me body. That means if it's my body, my cell phone is always different from me. In the same way, my body is always different from me. My book, my pen, all these things are different from me. The moment it says my, differentiate it from yourself. That means if it's my body, then the question should arise, who am I? That question is answered by scripture. See, I use the word, you know, the journey is only from ourself to ourself. Rest, everything is available on Google. <laughs> you can search everything on Google. The only thing which you can't find on Google is yourself. For that, you will have to come here.
that is not something which can be available on google so you know for everything else it is there so you have to know yourself who am i then one more question i'll ask you since i have explained you the three states this three states he mentioned here external change kaumaram yauvanam jara the other three state which we experience daily is waking dream and deep sleep now i want to ask you if my mind has gone to sleep and i put an alarm to wake up who is the one who listens to the alarm okay i'll answer this here only remember even when you go for deep sleep there is somebody inside you who is awake all the time ha huh, which we call soul in that language self in different language atma in that language there is some consciousness in another language you all are you know synonyms of the same name but remember there is somebody awake in you who wakes you up when your alarm rings if you have gone to sleep how can you listen somebody some people say my sleep is such even if somebody takes me away also i don't know <laughs> i you know sell horses and sleep ghode bech kar sota hu bilkul to kai log ki hai sleep aisi but you can't help it but then they are also woken up by someone that someone is yourself that is the self in all of us he says tatha like in kaumar yauvan and jara in the childhood youthhood and old age dekhi nah he passes through this age and he knows he is the same which was there in the past also tatha like that way देहांतरह प्राप्ति ही वंस दिस देह रीचेस द एंड अंतरह प्राप्ति मीन्स रीचेस द एंड वंस इट रीचेस द एंड एंड धीरह यू नो व्हाट हैपेंस ही आल्सो डजंट चेंज ही जस्ट मूव्स फ्रॉम वन बॉडी एंड ही ट्रैवर्स इनटू अ डिफरेंट वर्ल्ड एंड कम्स बैक यू नो आई विल टेल यू वन थिंग ऑनेस्टली अ सन्यासी हुज बिकम जीवन मुक्त सन्यासी Jeevan Mukh Sanyasi, I'm talking about. I'll explain you in Bhagavad Gita only. Bhagwan will talk about him in 55th shloka onwards, or the second chapter only, when he talks about sthita pragnya. A a sanyasi is such a person that you know who not only grieves about, you know, doesn't grieve about the people and body and all those things. He doesn't grieve internally also when sattva, rajas, or tamas comes. He doesn't grieve. because he know is different from them remember atma mein koi ashuddhi nahi hoti atma hamesha nitya shuddh hai it's difficult to understand and grasp dekho there are there are deeper or you know meaning surrounded don't worry about it you will understand anyone as and when it comes atma mein kisi prakar ki ashuddhi nahi hoti to ashuddhi kisko hoti hai ashuddhi ya you know uh, mal jo hai it's only for the intellect or the inner equipment usi ke liye hota hai sirf you to go <laughs> so apparently isliye bhagwan yahan par kehte hain ki tatha deha antarah prapti hi dhirah tatra na muhyati that one i will call only that person dhirah dhirah means courageous and strong ever are available ever ready to fight with all kind of negative situation i will call only that person dhira who one who doesn't get deluded by these changes and he knows very well that i am not going to change even though these may transform through these changes it doesn't matter so these three things you know at many places these uh, states are mentioned together 
where like, you know, they, Kaumaram, Yauvanam, Jara, they, we call it six states, deep sleep and all those things together. But remember, like I get up the same how I got up, I, I slept last night, the same way when I leave this body, I'll get up into a new body the way I have earned my karmas in the past. It doesn't matter what, you know, death comes or not. It's a different thing altogether. Death is not something to scare you. The more you get scared with death, the more it will scare you. The more you will start running away from it. See, it's just a state. That's exactly what it's trying to explain you. It's not real at all. It's notional. You are only traversing from one place to another. You are only traveling to another place. Yes, when we travel, we'll know whether we have done good or bad. That's a different story that we'll know only when we reach there. Like somebody sold you a destination to travel. They told you it's very good. But once you reach there, you realize, is this good? It's not up to my standard at all. It's in the same way. But yes, it's your karma you reach there. Now you, whether you like it or not, spend time and come back. There are many people who have, you know, spoiled vacation because of this. Somebody recommended without, you know, studying, I went there. But in this yatra, it entirely depends on your karma here, how you are going to traverse into the next one. Remaining we will take in the next class. Kaya navacha manasendriya irva buddhya atmanava prakate subhavat Karomi adyat sakalam parasmai Narayanayati samarpayami Shriman Narayanayati samarpayami Om Purnamadaha Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om Om Tatsat